we we have a figure eight loop that we like to do too. Um, going up what we call the beast, and then we have Goldilocks, two hills that are side by side, and we just kind of figure eight around it. I, I have no idea what kind of elevation gain we can get. I just know they're really steep hills. <laughs> it, it, it's about, the figure eight is about 2,509 miles. Dang. Hello and welcome back to the Ultramarathon Mindset Podcast, where we talk about what it takes to go the distance, whether you're running an ultramarathon or just living your life. I'm Eric Dieter, your host. I am an ultramarathon runner. And when we trail runners get together, we never know where the conversation might lead. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Ultramarathon Mindset Podcast. For those who have been regularly listening to this podcast, you know that uh, the episodes have been rather sparse. In fact, I think we went for uh, quite a while and didn't publish any episodes. Uh, there are several reasons for this. Uh, the first and main thing is that I have changed my focus. I am no longer offering mindset coaching. I'm not pursuing that at all. I've shut down that that aspect of this business and this podcast was my marketing efforts to reach out to people who would be be coaching clients. And as such, uh, then it became difficult for me to just with the mindset shift myself, the things I was going through personally, trying to to kind of look at doing something different, uh, getting these episodes out uh, became rather difficult, as well as uh, uh, trying to connect with people uh, with the busy spring training and now summer racing season in the uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, for those of friends of ours who are uh, down south, uh, especially in Australia, I know they're suffering from a very cold winter. But uh, but this is the racing season uh, here in the United States and uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, and hard to find, harder to get guests, uh, you know, to get them nailed down to to be on the show. So that being said, if you know somebody who would be a good guest, or if you think you would be a good guest, I would love to talk to you. Uh, send an email to me at Eric Dieter. It's eric at ericdeter.com. Uh, eric is spelled with a C, and my last name is D-E-E-T-E-R. Um, you can also uh, find the show notes uh, at ultramarathonmindsetpodcast.run. There's a contact form there. would love to hear from you if you'd like to be on the show. And the, talking about the show as far as the schedule, instead of doing once a week, it's probably going to be uh, twice a month. And uh, as far as a publishing schedule, it's it's difficult to keep a regular schedule when I've got a lot of other things going on. So um, not want to give up the podcast. I'm not going to just close it down, but I have made some changes uh, in the back end as well. Okay, all that being said, uh, usually I don't talk this long before, the guest, before I introduce my guests, but I have two guests, Jonathan Prosser and Devin Nelson. Both of them are returning guests. They are friends who run together. I've been seeing some of the stuff that they've done on Facebook and some of the things they have coming up. And I said, hey, let's just uh, get together all three of us and uh, do do um, have both of them on as guests. So here is my, uh, is my conversation with Jonathan and Devin. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Uh, each of you guys, you've both are returning guests, but uh, for somebody who may have just tuned in, uh, kind of, uh, Jonathan, give give a little bit of a background about who you are and and uh, introduce yourself to the to the audience. Um, I am a dad from Northeast Kansas. 
uh, that kind of just um, fell into the love of running and uh, and pushing myself. So I'm a right now I'm a full time dad and a race director and um, yeah, just uh, living living my best life each each and every day. That's cool. Okay, Devin, you got just <laughs> give I mean, you could you could probably take the full hour, I know, but <laughs> wow. Just on yeah. your accomplishments. Side note, so. Jonathan, I love the fact that you added race director. That's that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah that, that is your title. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, just from my name's Devin. I'm originally from Manhattan, Kansas area. Moved to Topeka about 7 years ago. Started running, doing OCR stuff, running Tough Mudders, and then it eventually escalated to running the Bighorn 100 here in two weeks, and <laughs> you know all yeah. of it in between. So you know I've got I've got two boys, I got one on the way, and life's crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, that that's cool. I, I don't know. You said you're, you you have to squeeze your training and it's, dad it's, duties. Both both it's of you the guys dad did. life training plan. You know, I think Jonathan yeah. and I both have different definitions of the dad life training plan, but you know. Whatever works, you know, <laughs> whatever we got to do to, to get it done. So, yeah. But, and I think the last time I talked to you, you had done the, the, um, Tough Mudder, the national, what, what, I can't remember. The, the world's national, toughest mudder. The world's, world's yeah. toughest mudder. Yeah. And, uh, didn't you say you made 75 yep, miles? I got 75 miles. I was in the, you know, top 30 out of, you know, 500. No. I, I, I don't even know how many participants there were, probably five to 600 actual participants. Um, and yeah, that was down in Florida. But taking a break from this, you know, because probably I think my wife's due date is two weeks before this year's World's Toughest Mudder. So that would not be the mm -hmm. smartest of decisions to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And given the fact that due dates are approximately, yeah, you, you just you, guess. You wouldn't want to be like. <laughs> You know, in the you know, climbing up the wall, and you get the phone calls. It's ah, it's time. You need yeah. to come home. <laughs> yeah, you kind of want to be there for that, Devin. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I did low key ask, like, well, what if you had the baby early and everything is good, and you know, all the stars are aligned? What if I shoot down to <laughs> shoot down to Texas because that's where it's at this year? <laughs> but you know, mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not going to push that because that's not in the grand scheme of things, that's not well, very important. So. Well, it's safer to do. I mean, you guys are you guys are both doing the we big are. one, right? Yeah. Yep. So what? What? Uh, what why that race? I mean, because you guys you guys had started out. If I remember right, I mean, I talked to each of you individually, and you you had done the Silver Heels mm -hmm. one hundred was kind of your first your first attempt at a at a hundred miles. Do you want to go first, Jonathan? Yeah. Yeah that uh, that was a mountain to climb for sure. Uh, Devin, I think it was like six months before, just randomly said, hey, uh, I'm thinking about doing this race. You want to do it out in Colorado? And uh, saw that it was a 100 miler. And I was like, oh, man. I And at the time, I had only done a 50K. And so I was like, that would be crazy if I could go at that. And yeah, so we, uh, we did a lot of training together and uh, – ended up taking a trip out to Colorado for training out on a uh, Pikes peak and the bar trail with the Manitou incline. Um, 
yeah. So Silver Hills was our first to go at a hundred. Didn't didn't end up the way that we wanted. I don't think, but I think we've both. Uh, I won't speak for you, Devin, but uh, I think we learned a lot from that experience. Yeah. So. Yeah. For me, it was very humbling because that was my that would have been my second hundred because my first one was the Ozark the previous year in 2020. Um, you know, the reason why we chose that one is one, you know, shout out to David Terrio, how I discovered it was he ran the silver Hills and it's a Colorado hundred miler. That's not lottery based and, you know, seemed reasonable, but that first year it was humbling, but, um, yeah, we both DNF that one. So did you do a hundred miles? On I the did. Ozark that trail? was my first hundred because. Okay. okay yeah. So you did it. You, you completed. Well, that's not, not that's not anything to. No. That's, that's not. An that easy was. Either. Yeah, it, it's hard to describe that one. It's a point to point hundred miler in central Missouri. Um, just my wife and I, my friend Miguel came came up and he paced me, um, but that was. We got that one done, and then you know, not that I was arrogant by any means, but like, well, let's let's choose something harder. And so I chose Silver Heels, and then sh shot that to Jonathan. Even though at the time, I think I think when I asked if you wanted to run that one, we'd only known each other for a handful of months. And then you're like, "Let's do it!" Mm -hmm. So we did the best we could to train for that one. Um, and you know, you, you had asked if we're both running the Bighorn 100. We're just to make it clear, we're not running it together because that for Silver Heels, we ran it like our goal was to run the entire thing together no matter what and we can go over the roller coaster of um you know feels and emotions if you try to run a hundred miler together with somebody but this time for bighorn we are you know our families will be together and you know we'll travel somewhat together but we're not like we'll have our own plan our own strategy but you know we'll I'm yeah sure we'll we're, we're gonna end up side by side you know 90 miles into this thing like well here we are again. <laughs> yeah. Crash and Eddie at it again. <laughs> so what was what was it about running it together that was uh was a challenge? Um for me it was just you know um just when he would be in a high, I would be in a low, you know, when he so like when he was in a low, we wouldn't be able to run. We'd have to sit and rest, but I was ready to move and then just vice versa. The course was probably more challenging than we thought. The altitude was more challenging than we thought. We both had our own life things going on. And, you know, it's just, it, it's hard to be on the same page for that, that long. You know, I think we had DNF for yeah. like, was it like 21 hours, 22 hour mark? And that's when we called it. And, you know, that, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. I think it was 25 it? hours, I, Devin. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when we had the sweeper that, with us. <laughs> you had a what? You, we had oh, this, the course sweeper with us. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you forgot you mentioned that that the course the course sweeper was uh, was right with you. So, uh, so was um, what was the cutoff? I mean, were you were you guys at the cutoff? We when you were when we you were chasing cutoffs. We weren't like cutting it like incredibly close, but it was you know once we started really slowing down, it was in the back of our minds, and then. You know, the aid station people, they all told us we had plenty of time. And then, you know, I sat next to the fire and then the time really clicked by. And then I mentally gave up from there. But, yeah. Yeah. 
So from now on, we say don't, don't sit, sit next, next to, the, to the, fire. the fire. Don't do it. <laughs> well, yeah, I've heard that from I've heard that from other people too. Yeah, say, and and we know like at Bighorn coming up in a couple of weeks, there's like there's such a giant temperature swing. Like the highs are going to be in the 90s potentially, and the lows are going to be in the 30s. And in those th that 30 degree, you know, I think it, is that going to be down by Sally's or is that going to be up up top, Jonathan? Do you have any idea what? I think it's colder okay. up top. Yeah, which there will be fires, and I am mentally preparing not to sit next to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, you you were I guess if you guys were running together, you weren't didn't have any other pacers. You were trying to pace each other. So, um, kind of the Jonathan, it was funny because like talking about this, um, I didn't know Justin Newhouse was going to pace us, and so Jonathan had planned up for our friend Justin to, to be up there to pace us. And I didn't know that. <laughs> so at yeah. Silver Heels, this, this is, is a Silver Heels. A silver, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I was talking about. Cause you, you talked about, you know, that one of you was high, one of you was low. And I thought, you know, that's kind of the role of the pacer mm -hmm. is to keep you on an even keel. And yeah. if you were counting, if you were counting on each other, you know, that, <laughs> that would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a big drawback. It's totally different as a runner, you know, a pacer you're in your right mind <laughs> yeah. yeah and not that we're seasoned vets by any means at this point but we, we've run a few hundred milers since then um and you know i think we've learned a lot you know that that was that was jonathan that was your first attempt right and then yeah yeah so yep. you know not that we know it all by any means because we're humbled every single time but we have a different mentality going into this one. than I think we did going into that a couple of years ago. Yeah. Now for the silver heels, do you, I mean, you said you have, do you have a pacer lined up or you mean for bighorn you, coming up? For, for, you know, yeah. For, yeah. For big, bighorn. Yeah. The one I don't coming up. Nope. <laughs> are you going to, okay. You're going to, you're going to try to do it solo. I mean, it's a bigger race, like as far as participants, than I think what, what i'm kind of accustomed to so hope i'm hoping to kind of latch on to or both ways if someone you know needs me to run, just someone to run with to get overnight but i'm prepared to do it by myself yeah kind of the same deal as of right now i don't have yeah. a pacer and it's it's so, so far out there like bighorn is in dayton wyoming and from here it'd be it's a 14 15 hour drive probably more than that because we're bringing our, our family and and kiddos but this is just i feel like as a runner i feel bad asking for someone to to pace me for anything because it's it's such a big undertaking but when someone asks me you know i'm oh yeah let's do it so may, yeah. maybe the, yeah. <laughs> maybe i need to start asking people maybe their reaction will be oh heck yeah let's do it <laughs> it's we it's weird that it's weird that feeling because because i i was somebody asked me to pace and i you know i drove down to oklahoma and you know six degrees below slept in my car and <laughs> that was the outlaw right <laughs> that was the outlaw <laughs> and, and it was the year that it, i mean they had snow and ice and and he sprained his ankle like two two miles in and oh, uh man. and so um yeah, so with his his planned time, I was supposed to pace him overnight, and his planned time is like he 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 was still out on the course, and you know, almost. I mean, he he was almost hyperthermic. They almost pulled him at the aid station, and uh, so then he got in at two a.m. and you know I was I was waiting, and he says I'm going to nap 
you know, before we go back out, before I go back out, and it's like, uh, if you're napping, you're, you're done. done. <laughs> so, but, you know, I'm sure he felt bad. It was like, I didn't, you know, that's one of the things you, you take on that as a pacer. You like, yeah, yeah in a hundred miler, you may not get to do, you may not get to run. And, but on the other end, as a runner, you ask somebody, I mean, I know at the Hawk, I asked somebody to, to come pace me and, and I, you know, it was it, well, it was the year you mm-hmm. finished Devin, but you were one of, you were one of 11 that finished and the rest of us were like, <laughs> we got, we got shriveled up in the heat. That, that race is Jonathan's longest marathon because he paced me on lap three <laughs> or loop three of the hot course. Right. right? That's your longest marathon. <laughs> Cause <Yeah>. that was <laughs> absolutely awful. Like, I don't think I, <laughs> I, I got to share this about the Hawk though, you know, pacing you, I, I witnessed true grit when I saw you time after time, either stub your toe being sleep deprived and then throwing up and just kept pushing. I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy's an animal. That was, you know, that was two, two, two or three months post silver heels DNF. So that was like, there was a ton of motivation to, to, not quit during that because that feeling of dnf is something i never it i'm probably going to experience it again at some point you know you don't know what you're capable of until you truly push it but i don't want to experience the dnf again because that was awful <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well and that's it's hard mm-hmm. to take it really is because yeah. because i had a dnf on that on that, that race yeah that and, got hot uh but but uh you know i, I knew i was going to be chasing cutoffs and and i was i just you know, like, like so many others. I mean, I, I was, but when I pulled the plug, I was sitting at the aid station and a guy came in he goes, he goes, I keep running slower and slower. He said, I, I, you know, and, and that, that was his comment is like, as the heat went, as the time went on, he says, I just keep slowing down and I can't pick up the speed. And I'm like, yeah, it was the same thing. I, I was feeling that is, you know, I, I started out slow and slowed down until I just was like the best I could do as a walk. I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I knew I was out of, out of the cut, out of a cutoff. I mean, it still had time according to the race, but, but there's no way I was going to make a hundred miles at, you know, the pace that I was able to maintain. So, uh, so I pulled the plug early and it was like, well, I just had to yeah. do it. It's, it's interesting. The mind, the games that your mind can play when it comes, when you start thinking about time, like don't ever do ultra math is what I, what I always say. Oh, don't yeah. do it. Cause like, okay, if I maintain this pace for this amount of time, I'll get here at this, no, just, just move forward. Just move forward. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep yeah. going. The, the, that's yeah. going to be the my my mentality for Bighorn. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, but essentially, like if you look at the elevation map, there's only like two or three hills at Bighorn. However, they are <laughs> forty five hundred feet. You know, twelve mile climbs. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call they're mountains. mountains. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So how have you guys been training? I mean, I know you've you did the uh, the eternal damnation, uh, and you guys both did both both did that. So, but uh, it was, how have you been training for the for the big horn? You go first, Jonathan. <laughs> I'll let you okay. Go first. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the dad life training plan in full force. You know, um, you know my wife works evenings three to four days out of the week. Um, so essentially I work so early in the morning, I have like an hour window every day to 
to get something in. So typically I've just been strength training. Um, and then I'll try and get a long run in on the weekends. You know, I've been using a couple of races like Jonathan's race, the skyline scramble. Um, that was, what was that in April? Was that April or March? Okay. March. March. So that was kind of my first, you know, that's four months out from Bighorn. I was assessing where I was. I think, I think I got 48 miles, almost 50 miles in 12 hours. Um, and then doing eternal, but it's mainly just piecing in what I can get in, trying to put together a long run on the weekends. Um, and that's pretty much been it. You know, I'm injury free as far as I know. Um, I'm pretty sore because I did the Murph workout last week. I don't know if you know what that is, but that's a. I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done it? <laughs> it's, no. it's it's tough, but I haven't I haven't been doing a lot of pull ups and you know crank out a hundred pull ups and you know thirty minutes. That, that's that's make you pretty sore, but yeah, just been piecing together everything. You know, watching all the videos and all the content that I can. You know, preparing the mind for for what's going to be ahead there's a 35 hour cutoff um it when i went okay. back to silver heels last year it took me 35 hours to complete silver heels um so just mentally preparing to be out there for that long i think is half the game right there is just mentally preparing um mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of been it you know uh family's on board you know we're taking we're taking the whole crew we got our hotel lined up we got uh, all the hopefully all the T's crossed and all the I's dotted. And, you know, now it's just, we got to get there and just prepare for the mental slog that it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, how about you? What's, you? what's your training training been like? Um, I still have a Cliff uh, Pittman as my coach. Uh, he has been uh, helping me with uh, trying to keep as steady as possible, but, you know, life things happen. And I try to, when I don't get a run in or a workout, I'm not beat up about it. You know, I'm doing as much as I can in the free time that I have to train. And, um, I think I've used a couple races like, uh, uh, the three days of Solomo down in Arkansas. Uh Mm -hmm. I did that with Sean Frost, uh, and Andrea, uh, Carter, another bucklehead. And, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun just getting to you spend three days running in on trails. And then, uh, then we had eternal damnation and that was kind of my, uh, spring focus on, on a race, knowing that I had Bighorn, you know, shortly after it. And, uh, you know, if it came down to, am I going to be injured from this race and I can't do Bighorn? Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't going to allow myself to, to get injured in that, but just using those as the big, big training for going into Bighorn. Other than that, just trying to be as consistent as possible. Um, the last kind of month, month and a half, I've started doing a little bit more strength training, uh, with some weights and, stuff like that. I always see Devin doing it and I'm like, Oh, I got to start. <laughs> I just gotta be as consistent. <laughs> Devin is so like, we joke often about, you know, Devin, where's your kettlebell? You didn't bring it on your run. <laughs> Cause he's always doing it. <laughs> just <laughs> Mr. Consistent over there. But, 
yeah. So that's kind of been just, I haven't, uh, I was pretty healthy going into, uh, eternal damnation, the last man standing. And then, uh, the, just briefly on that, the last, uh, 40 miles of it, uh, was just pushing through, pushing through pain. I didn't feel like I was injuring myself necessarily to where I couldn't run Bighorn, but it was, uh, it was pretty painful for the last 40 miles. Uh, just, I had pain behind my right knee and I never had that before. didn't know what it was from. Um, but so after that race, uh, been trying to rehab it and just be as consistent as possible. I look at numbers and I'm like, I can't look at the numbers because it's not, I've had these other big, uh, things before it. And so it's not like a traditional build up to one race. So, you know, my like weekly mileage right now is like around like 40 to 50 miles and it seems low, but I've also done other, I'm basically just maintaining and building up to it again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So have, have you, either of you done last man standing before? Well, you, you did eternal damnation like the year before. Yeah, yeah, he's done it for two years, uh, and we've done it each both year. Have you have you ever thought about doing one of those, Eric? The- you know, I've I've looked at those, and it's like my pace on my good days would not would not <laughs> allow me to run very far. Yeah. So. there's coming. There's one coming up, I think, in July in Kansas City. That I think it's all on pavement. Um, I've seen. Seems it seems yeah, a little intriguing. I think, I think but... I saw that. I thought I thought I I think I've seen that and yeah. About it. I was like, yeah, because I do run I do run faster on pavement, yeah. but I'm still yeah, I'm th- still not this I'm year. Not this year in particular, fast. you know, I had an allergy cough for like an entire month leading up to it, so I barely ran then, and I literally had Chase, the race director, go find me cough drops in the middle of the race because I couldn't stop coughing, and so. Like, I mean, I had a goal of a hundred. Jonathan had a goal of a hundred. Um, I think I finally timed out at, I want to say it was 68 miles is what I got unofficially. I think officially it was like 64 because your last yard doesn't count unless you complete it within the time slot. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, it's, it's just so frustrating when something like that happens. Cause you know that you have the engine to keep going, but like, that cough was just real. Like, I think Jonathan can attest to it. It was relentless. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it, was, it was one <laughs> of those. I kept, I kept asking. It was one of those okay? allergy coughs, man. I'm sure living in Kansas in the Midwest, I know that you, everybody deals with something like that, but it just wouldn't let up. So that's, that's how that was. Yeah, but that's, I, it was pretty windy out there too. And it was uh, blowing up dust from the trail. It's, it was pretty it, dry and it out rained there. and it was cold and then it got warm and then it got cold again. And, yeah, I mean, typical yeah. central Kansas weather, essentially. Well, and the native grass, uh, that's, you know, my wife never had allergies until we we moved up to, uh, we lived out just north of Silver Lake, and it was the native grasses. And she she would drive into town, and she worked in the, in, in Topeka, and would, would be fine. But as she turned onto our road and started headed toward our house, um, she, she started getting this cough. So and bad. So she said, she, <laughs> And so it's like, a, and she, and she's like, she's like all of growing up is I've never had this. Well, you know, why, why is this affecting me now? And someone says, well, you've never you know lived in the middle of native grasses. Yeah. And 
and because uh, you know because that that is i mean you, you get to those get to those areas out in western Can or well not even western kansas but um you know some places around topeka it's mostly farm ground and brome you know anything that's is brome and there's not a lot of that that pollen and so it was that pollen that really got to my mm -hmm. wife so you were probably facing the same thing yep so you talked about last man standing one one that intrigued me um was uh becca jones's murder mile uh down oh to my Tennessee. gosh he's <laughs> um, like 20 minute 20 minutes okay <laughs> i could i could do that for a while <laughs> but but uh but yeah there's like a 300 foot hill that's uh in the middle of it or is this, that, is this out of Waco? that looks not no no it's in uh tennessee oh, okay. uh becca oh, jones okay. uh she's gotcha. the director um it's it's her her parents farm and they've cut a one mile one what mile was trail. the was it called the lobos run that was in uh at wyandotte county that was that was in that yeah. was at wyandotte Los lobos yeah it was a five it was a six yeah, and 12 but, hour, yeah but that's a they loop it on this relentless hill right like this this yeah it's uh it's a three mile three mile trail uh it's an unofficial one it's a the the Waco Wolf yeah. Pack made it, uh, you know, just kind of went out there and did. It. That's the nice thing about Wyandotte Park. They, the, there's not a lot of oversight by the government officials, and yeah, they went out in the woods and oh, let's just make this new trail here. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the route is uh, three, three, three miles and about 700 feet of elevation gain and loss. Uh, so, uh, wow. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty. Um, pretty relaxed there's some you know the first part of it is fairly easy and there's this nice gradual downhill to get to the bottom of the hills but then uh you go you know up and then down and then up and then down and up and down <laughs> and, and it's yeah <laughs> and it's uh it, the bridal trail um there's not a lot of switchbacks and so you tend to be going straight up the hill in a lot of places rather it's it's not made for mountain bikes so so that uh, would have been good bighorn training <laughs> yes it would have been good so we're going straight up those things like we have a, we have a friend <laughs> named matt uh who's run bighorn and uh he's from up that way but he's run eternal with us the last couple of years and he says that bighorn they don't believe in switchbacks like you're going straight up these mountains <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah i've seen i've seen mountain trails yeah. like that this is just pretty much yeah not much switchbacks the uh i've not run the trail but um uh, on the other side of the lake at uh, wyandotte lake they have created a uh, a loop uh connected to coming connected to the uh, the bridal trail that loop there's the bridal the bridal trail goes around wyandotte lake and uh i think in 10 miles if i remember it's 1500 feet of elevation loss in it. that's good for um, kansas is what most people would say it's, yeah and well and there, there was a guy, um, one of the trail nerds races, uh, called the, uh, uh the psycho Wyco was one, I think it was a winter one. He came here from Germany because he heard Kansas was flat. <laughs> I, and, love, uh, I love hearing that. <laughs> and, and then, <clears throat> yeah, this, it, this is definitely not flat. And, and again, the, the trails tend to go up and down, up and down the hills, straight up and down. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a beautiful park and, uh, you know, the guys, the guys that I run with, uh, you know, try to take care of, try to take care of, but they, they've also added on to this trail. 
done a figure eight loop uh, in order to get some more elevation gain on one of the hills on the other side of the lake. That, uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's a good place. It's, well, the, you know, the governor's where you guys run uh, the governor's hills. That's not bad. It's not a bad place for elevation. We, we have a figure eight loop that we like to do too. Um, going up what we call the beast. And then we have Goldilocks, two hills that are side by side. And we just kind of figure eight around it. I, I have no idea what kind of elevation gain we can get. I just know they're really steep hills. <laughs> it, it's, it's about the figure eight is about 2,509 miles. Dang. Okay. That's like that. <laughs> that's a, that's a yeah. good climb. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas is yeah, flat. Yeah. yeah. Kansas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're looking for flat, you can find flat. If you're looking for hills, I think you can find them. You can find flat if you go, you know, and it's, it's funny, you know, that people say, talk about Western Kansas and it is, it, it does appear to be flat, but, uh, but you can put that to the test by trying, if you ride your bicycle across the state, you'll find out that even those places that look flat with a car, there's, I mean, there are hills, you'll be going uphill for five miles. Uh, not very much, but uh, it's gradual. <laughs> you can certainly feel, certainly feel it if you're riding a bicycle. <laughs> yep that's uh that's but if it's worth doing and the bike across kansas is a great is a great ride i think jonathan's planning are are you going from south to north like you're planning a run across run across the state right sean frost and i have talked about uh doing a uh yeah it's a north to south uh across the state uh of kansas yeah so we mapped it out and it was about 245 miles mm -hmm. and not not like necessarily going after an fkt or anything like that but just to just to challenge ourselves to something like that a multi-day multi-day uh effort you know yeah so where what route did you guys come up come up with i kind of just mapped my own uh uh taking into uh, mine's more eastern. I've seen a couple routes that are more central Kansas, <laughs> but I kind of mapped it out to where you'll hit the Prairie Spirit Trail and run that for almost 120 miles. So oh, yeah. you're not on you're not on uh, roads for a ways of it. But yeah, yeah, kind of staying on the eastern side, starting up by uh, is that Atchison or St. Joe's? Yeah, yeah. That would be interesting. The, um, they call that area of the state up by Atchison, uh, little Switzerland. So, <laughs> because of the hills. So, so yeah, you, 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 there, the hills, um, the hills that start here in Kansas city, uh, actually increase in, in challenge as you go North, <laughs> that North, that, uh, Northeast corner of the state is, uh, got some pretty yeah. significant hills. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was kind of what I expected. It said it was around like, uh, between 65 and 7,000 feet of climbing uh -huh. for, for 240 miles. That seems about right for Kansas. Like just rolling through the, uh, you know, the ups and downs, but it's not, I don't think there's anything massive that you would experience. Like doing like a 200 mile race in Colorado or something. That's right. Just right. Insane. <laughs> so yeah you, you were talking about you know the katie the the uh, you're doing the uh was the, the katie trail run 
later in the year. I remember you said you mentioned that. <laughs> yep. And I at one time I was going to ride my bicycle across the Missouri on the Katy Trail, but I got this crazy notion. I was like, you know, maybe you could, maybe we could run across Missouri yeah. <laughs> on the Katy Trail. There's plenty of room, Eric. You can run it too. <laughs> That's how things have escalated. It started off like. Well, I, I'm going to start running. I'm going to get into running. And now we're running 240 miles across the state or, you know, on the tree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just hilarious how <laughs> things escalate. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter the distance. It's what is pushing you for each individual. It's like, what, what is that pie in the sky? Like push yourself to a new, to a new level and just see what happens. You know? When you talk about running across the state, um, I talked to a lady named Katie, Katie spots, uh, I think her, I think her, she may have changed her name. She was recently married uh, since I, since I talked to her, but she has run across multiple States. Uh, she also rode across the Atlantic. Oh uh, my. And so uh, that's she, where I know her from. Yes. <laughs> I know who that is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She, she, uh, I think at the time she, uh, she was, the, she probably still holds the record for being the youngest person to row, row solo across that's, the Atlantic. Yeah. Ocean. That's madness. I'm pretty sure she was on Joe Rogan when I, I heard about her. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's an epic adventure. I mean, that is just, really cool and, and she cycled across the united states I and mean, she's done she's done some really epic stuff but but yeah it was just, she did several of those just kind of on her own i'm going to do a fundraiser and it was her water wells was kind of her um her passion and so she would oh let's run across um massachusetts mm -hmm. or run across the state of maine and so she was <laughs> so yeah it, running across the state is a, is a thing that uh yeah. <laughs> you don't have well you're, you being a race director, I mean, you could you could say let's <laughs> let's do, <laughs> you know, the the bike across Kansas started oh, you know, with you know probably probably over a couple of beers and you know. <laughs> yeah, was, let me get a couple more under my belt before I <laughs> do something that that. <laughs> I did want to ask you about being a race director. How did you come up with the idea for the, uh, for the race? You're you're racing in, in Topeka in a place called Burnett's Mound, right? Yeah. So. You know, I'm, we're from Topeka, Devin and I, and, uh, just, we run all these trails and we're like, why is there no trail race here? Uh, and, um, it was just like a light bulb moment. It was like, well, we could put on our own race. And I was debating on whether it'd be a distance or, you know, a last man standing type format. You know, there's so many different formats out there and, I think we, we settled on a time, uh, timed race with a three, six and 12 hour for the skyline scramble, because it allows, uh, people even at a beginning stage of running to try to hit a new, like there's a lot of runners in Topeka that may maybe haven't ran six or 12 hours or even three hours. And it gives them opportunity with no pressure to, uh, you know, you don't have to finish the whole time, uh, a lot of time, you know, you just got to go out there and push yourself. And I think that format fit, fit nicely, uh, for a first trail race in Topeka. To my knowledge, it's the first trail race that we've had, um, besides, uh, mountain biking. So, 
it was a it was an absolute blast being able to uh, to do that. And I I honestly I couldn't have done it without uh, my uh, co race directors uh, Ed and Justin and my wife and just all the buckleheads too with helping out. And it was a community effort to put that on, and it was a success because of it. Uh, we we opened registration about. A little over two months before it, so it was kind of last last minute, and uh, we were like, "Well, let's just try to blast it out there on social media and see if we can do this thing." And uh, we ended up having, uh, I think, seventy six uh, sign up for it within those two months. So uh, within that short time frame, I was more than pleased with how it turned out and how everybody came together to to do that and. It's really cool seeing it from that side of it. Uh, there's more stress involved, and it's you know it's not easy, but it is. It's very rewarding to see people out there pushing themselves, uh, and not just being a volunteer. Like uh, I don't know, it's just a different uh, different feel to it, um, knowing that you're kind of you're kind of in control and. You know, if people have problems, they're coming to you. If there's a medical issue, you know, you got to get them help. And so it does have its, uh, you know, stressors, but it's, from my experience, it was well worth it. And I plan on keep, keep doing it and hopefully build some more races. Yeah. What, so what I, what are you thinking about? Uh, what ideas you have for other races? Oh boy. Uh, I got lots of ideas for, you know, I've done a lot of, uh, just, uh, fat ass races where it's self-supported, uh, you know, call up Devin usually first Devin or Justin. It's like, Hey, you guys want to do this crazy thing? Uh, but they kind of starts by just finding a good route and something that I think that other people should see it or, you know, that other people would have uh, just as much fun doing it. So um, I'm trying uh, to uh, currently build one out at the uh, Caw Valley State Park and uh, the Cedar Crest, which is the Governor Trails. They're, they're two separate sides, but the trails, we often just say they're the Governor Trails because, you know, there's just a dividing road and you just cut across the road. And, uh, you know, there's, um, I challenged myself one time to go out there and try to run all of the connecting trails without repeating a lot and without repeating a lot of the trails, I got some, it was about 18 miles worth of trails. So okay. there's a fair bit out there. Uh, so just, uh, trying to create one is a, it's a totally different, like I put it on a map and trying to do that has been a, a little bit of a challenge because there's so many, so many options. And it's like, how do you, you know, how do you route this to where it makes sense for a race, not just running? Cause when you're out there just running a training run, I just go by feel like I'm going to go this way today. I'm going to go that way. I don't really have a set route. And so my mind had to switch, like I'm going to try this route out that I, that I created. So just trying to find the right one right now. Well, and you guys know the trails. I mean, you run them all the time. So, you, I mean, you yeah. know exactly where you're at probably all the time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'd, and I, it, it would be hard for me to get lost out there now. <laughs> and and that's, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's someone, someone new. I didn't realize there was a state park out there. I, yep. I mean, and I, I mean, I grew up in Topeka and I just never, <laughs> never knew that was a state park. So that, I think there's that, a sign that says it's Kansas's only urban state park setting. Like it's the only one that's actually, so okay. that's kind of a fun little fact. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's within yeah. the city limits of Topeka. Yeah. But, but you, uh, you, yeah, yeah, you, you go down the hill and you don't even know you're in the city. Like it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, it, it it is very secluded. It has been it has been for years, and and the trails out there have, at the governor's mansion have been there mm -hmm. forever. I mean, yep. I mean, when when I was in high school, the trails were out. Oh, wow. We would go out there. Was a there was a uh, place that my dad showed me. It was called Horseshoe Cliff, and uh, is what they call it. It was basically just a washed out side of the the hill, and kind of the shape of a horseshoe. And it wasn't really a cliff. I mean, if you fell off it, you know, you you might roll aways but you weren't gonna it wasn't a straight <laughs> drop so you know, that's at governor trails as that governor's the governor's mansion yeah governor's trails i've uh, always wondered what that was called <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about and uh you know when i was a kid we'd go I mean, my dad took me out there and i'd go out there as a teenager he's like yeah let's go to horseshoe cliff and so that was we didn't call it the governor's trails we called it horseshoe cliff was that was the the name for that area of, of Topeka. Um, nice. and so, uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so those, those have been around there for a long time, but, uh, um, but yeah, I never, never knew the state park was there. That's kind of, cool. well, so if, as a race director, logistically, then you'd have to get, um, you know, basically permits from two separate entities to, to, yeah. to run a race there. Actually, actually it would be, uh, I think there's four, Oh, wow. Because the Minigers property from the old uh, mental hospital up at the top of the hill, um, part of the trails are uh, on their property. So you'd have to have permission from them. And then uh, the news station here in town, there's a there's a loop. We call it the tower loop. It goes mm -hmm. around their yeah. uh, their radio tower. Yep. And so, yeah, it, it's a lot. I think it would be a lot more to pull it together. But um, I'm optimistic that yeah, it's a uh, that it'll happen. We'll see. Well, the Trailhawks races have the same challenge. The uh, if they start on the Corps of Engineers property and go into the state park, so it's the same kind of thing. You have to get you know permits for from yeah. the Corps of Engineers and permits from the state of Kansas for the, the state park. Um, so yeah, it's a. Uh, those most people don't think of those kinds of challenges, but as a race director, you've got to kind of figure out. I'll get all get all everything all put together. So, I knew it would be a learning curve, but there are about a thousand things that I did not know going into it. I'm like, okay, I got to start writing stuff down. Well, and especially if you've just done fat asses. I mean, well, you, what was your your latest fat ass was from Lawrence, no, from Topeka to Lawrence, wasn't it? Yeah, I've done that the last uh, four years. Uh, I. I called it previously Johnny's to Johnny's cause I'd run from my house, uh, to Johnny's tavern uh, along the levee, uh, there in North Lawrence. Um, but we're, I'm changing it up a little bit now. Uh, we're ended up going to the park, uh, midway down mass street. Uh, so it'll be this year. It'll be, um, 36 miles, but it's just a fun, uh, part of it's part of it's flat part of it's hilly uh it's just a fun time to get out there and 
it's usually during a really hot part of the year. Like this year, it's uh, July 29th. Okay. So it'll be pretty hot. Uh, so we start early and uh, my mom loves helping out with stuff like that. And so she's she's basically going to follow with all of our drop bags and water and stuff <laughs> and meet us at different locations so we're not dying. So at least we'll have some water. But yeah, I, I love putting on or not put, putting on, but like just building different routes and stuff and trying them out. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So Devin, you, you, your uh, big race is uh, is a Bighorn, and then uh, the next the next big event is your the it, it is baby time. <laughs> baby time, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I do want to try Hell Creek. Um, I'm not signed up for anything, but uh, that's the same location where Eternal Damnation is. But I would like to uh, attempt the 140 out there, but that's you know, a month before baby and, you know, all the correct adult decisions all, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. But, you know, yeah. honestly, like I'm about to go to Kansas city right now and go to a metal concert. So is that the most adult thing to do? No, but is it going to be fun? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's kind of what ultimate yes, marathon running is, is about. It's, it's like, yeah. thing. is that a good decision? No, yeah. but <laughs> that's probably that why I've, I've gravitated fun. towards it so well. Cause I, you know, I was a metalhead. I went to concerts all the time and you know, it's the same. I, it's not the same type of people, but it kind of is. There's like, okay, I'm about to draw a parallel from metalheads to ultra runners here. I, this is I, this is interesting. <laughs> I, I, in. I, I'm anxious but, to hear you know, what, what at a metal works. show. You know, you're moshing, you're crowd surfing, you're doing your thing. But if anybody falls down, everything stops, and that person is picked right up. Or if anyone's hurting, everything stops. They're picked right back up because in the end, you're there to have a good time. And that's the kind of the same thing with trail running and ultra running. You're there to have a good time. If you see someone on the side of the trail, you're going to stop, you're going to help them. And you know, similar worlds. That's why I like them both. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to get a mosh pit going. Oh, on let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring my speaker to Bighorn. The, and we're just gonna we're gonna start a pit right there. <laughs> well, oh boy! <laughs> if you guys, if you guys ever get a chance to go and run Havilah, oh yes, uh, yeah, that's I've I've heard I haven't run it, but I've heard stories and yeah. it's not it's it's not a mosh pit, but it's <laughs> yes. a dance party. <laughs> so uh, that's and so that would be very similar to your you know don't sit by the fire for too long because don't uh, Jackass <laughs> Junction the Jackass Junction aid station is at the halfway point of the loop. And, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, you, you could sit there for, you know, you, you could sit there for the rest of the race you know, if you yeah. let yourself because yeah. there's just so much going on. It's like in Leadville, when you climb up a power line, you get to the top and they have the unofficial aid station called uh, space, space station. Oh. And <laughs> it's where, uh, you know, they're partaking in a lot of things, whether they're, <laughs> whether they're illegal or not. I don't know. I don't they're legal so. in Colorado. <laughs> They're legal in Colorado. Well, some okay. of them are. Some of them are, yeah. I I will neither <laughs> confirm nor deny if I was offered several, you know, substances and stuff, but I did not take any. I was like, I'm a pacer. I have a responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I uh, imagine I, I, I didn't even want to take any water or anything. I was just like, no, I'm good. 
I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know what was in the water, right? Yeah, don't drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, well, it's a you know even uh, I know people who drink alcohol on a run, and uh, um, my hundred mile, you know, I I had actually two beers. I don't drink that much beer. You know, I I I I like one beer, but uh, but it was an aid station, and I could not. I wasn't able to get calories. And my wife is like, here, you know, this is like, you know, they call this liquid bread. <laughs> so, and, uh, and I have never struggled overnight, but I was, I kind of got that kind of that feeling that brain fog that you get. Like if you're driving at night and you're, you're starting to get tired, you know, you're not really, not really dropping off to sleep, but it's just that, that weird kind of fog in your brain. And I, I was fighting that for about a, about an hour after I had two beers and I was like, that probably wasn't the best decision to do. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wouldn't, you know, taking, taking some sort of unknown substance, I, I would be <laughs> rather leery about doing that. No way. <laughs> I've had, I've had a beer in a race, but uh, I don't know if I want to try anything else. Yeah. Well, well, you know, and among, I never knew what uh, I, I never knew about fireball until I started being, you know, an ultra runner and you know the some of the aid stations you know they have fireball shots as well as uh you know <laughs> as well as the beer so yeah that's cool well hey thank you guys for being being on the podcast again uh, i wish i wish you i'm gonna uh tell people how to follow how to follow you on social media if they hear this and so uh this will probably come out before you go to bit you're going to bighorn in in a week it is two weeks or just under two weeks. Yeah, just under two now. weeks. So yeah, yeah, this this should we'll come head, out. Uh, we'll head out then, that so. Wednesday, um, and get get to Cheyenne and then finish the drive from there. But it starts okay. on a Friday and then finish yeah, the race. It starts on a Friday, which throws me totally off with any sort of planning. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. It uh, I'm I'm pretty ready for it. Is what is what I. It's kind of the the running joke that we got because I think Justin, Jonathan, and I were all running, and I was like, "Well, I feel pretty ready." I was talking about all the things I'm doing and how I'm like justifying everything. I'm piecing it together. I feel pretty ready. It's like, well, I mean, I guess you're pretty ready then. <laughs> just just that saying is just funny. Pretty ready. Yeah. He needs a shirt that I'm says "Pretty, pretty ready. ready." Pretty ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because you're, you know, Devin. You've been focusing on strength mm -hmm. training uh, because you can fit that into your schedule. And and Jonathan is like, well, maybe maybe I should do strength training. Yeah. So so you, your approaches are are very different in the way you've uh, you've prepared yeah. for the race. And our miles are very different <laughs> in our conditioning, but I have absolutely no doubt that Devin's going to finish. He, you know. <laughs> his grit and determination with his strength just i don't he's kind of proven that uh he's an outlier with there's no set prescription of how many miles you got to put in i yeah. think everybody in the group so there's like in the buckleheads group you know we're kind of like the wolf pack although you know they're they have better shirts or actually we we, <laughs> we have awesome shirts. shirts jonathan's wearing one i i've seen it i've seen it peak a couple times but okay um you know, there's actually on that weekend, there's seven of us running hundred milers, like four of us, Shane, Ed, Blaine, and, um, Brian, they're all running the ring, the Springs hundred miler in Colorado Springs. And then Jonathan okay. and I were shooting up to Wyoming. We're running Bighorn. you know, Justin, who's in the group, he's yeah. running 
the 50 miler, Jonathan Pylon, he's running the 50 miler. There's so that weekend, there's a lot of collective <laughs> miles yeah. in our group in that weekend. It's, it's going to be so fun just, just tracking everything. And, you know, like, I don't want to be the only bucklehead to DNF, so I'm not going to DNF. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm going to finish this thing, even if it takes me 35 hours. I don't care. You know, my wife jokes about it too, because technically my wife signed me up for this race. It, it was during, so I feared cause this race was on my radar for a while. Cause it's not a lottery. It's kind of quote, one of the big boy ones. It's a Western States qualifying race. Um, and so during the Kansas city marathon, this last September is when registration went on sale for it. And I, my wife signed me up for it cause I didn't want it to sell out on me. <laughs> so, so during a marathon, my <laughs> wife signed me up for the biggest hundred so far that I've run. That's such a cliche. Right? That that is that is <laughs> my wife made me do this. Sign sign me up as I'm running. <laughs> That's a great story. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how can people connect with you? Say how if if they want to uh, follow your adventures. I'm on uh, just Jonathan Prosser on Strava or uh, on Facebook. So you can find me yeah. there. Same thing. I, I really need to change my handle to like dad life training or I need to patent that or something, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that would be, that would look yeah, good on a shirt. Dad life training. <laughs> you know, I, there's a shirt I've seen someone wear that says, um, dad's diapers and deadlifts or something like that. And, <laughs> uh -huh, but yeah. yeah, just, you know, <laughs> Devin Nelson, six one nine on Instagram and stuff. And I, I like to post funny reels. My I'll post my kids every now and again, but yeah thanks eric for for doing this um yeah, th yeah, this is fun it. you know i it's funny the only time that i mean jonathan and I, we hang out outside of running every now and again but typically it's just running in chiefs games is when we hang out so now we're hanging out on on a podcast and <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate yeah. you guys hanging yeah. out with me I was <laughs> Yeah, and I think I got the idea. Is like you guys, you guys ran Eternal Damnation. I think I read your post. I was like, I have, have, should just get them both on at the same time. Yeah. We'll talk about. Talk I think about it running. was uh, Jonathan's kid Jonah that uh, he was like, "You guys are a lot like Crash and Eddie from Ice Age." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the, that's yep. our nickname. Or our, it's yeah. stuck. <laughs> I, I think I think I'm Crash and Jonathan's Eddie, right? <laughs> yeah, Devin's a little. Devin's a little bit more crazy. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. I'm just following along in his footsteps doing the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody's got, somebody's got to like come up with the idea. <laughs> somebody's got to come up with the ideas that are dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's good. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ultra Marathon Mindset Podcast. I do enjoy being able to spend time with you here each week. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. The show notes for this episode and others are at ultramindsetpodcast.run. You can find this week's guest there. Uh, more information, links to their social media and website. There's also a podcast player there if you want to share this episode with somebody who does not normally listen to podcasts and doesn't have a podcast player on their phone. You can also find links there for my Amazon affiliate link. Crush Your Goals course, a short course I made to help you get your goals in order. Also, you can schedule a chat with me. I have my online calendar is there. All of these links are at the sidebar if you're on a laptop or you have to scroll clear to the bottom if you are on a phone. 
If you did enjoy this episode and you do not know somebody who might like it, take it just a minute, send them a link so they can listen. Remember that an ultramarathon mindset is about more than just running. You need a strong mindset for success no matter what your goal in life. And developing a strong mindset is a skill you can improve. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you next time.